This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Yesterday, the last quarterback, Marsh, who was the last dude to uh, win win an MVP or win the Super Bowl after being named the NFL's MVP? The Rams' Kurt Warner. How about this? Let me see if I can stump you uh, with this one. Who's the uh, highest, uh, who's the career scoring leader for the Chiefs? That's easy. Okay. Nick Lowry. Oh, the, we always forget about the kicker, don't we? That's right. Number two on the list, Jan Stenerud from the Lenny Dawson era. Number three on the list, I guarantee, is Harrison Butker. How about that? Man, Jan, Jan Stenerud reminds me of the day. Remember when the kickers, uh, they're, they're, they didn't have a face mask. They had that one bar right across their face. Quarterbacks, too. <laughs> yeah, the quarterbacks. Uh, I miss that stuff. Coming up just a couple of minutes from now, Andy Humphrey hosts an afternoon sports show on our sports station, KTGR. He's got to be joining us. A couple of interesting things there. Uh, and the one letter that's throwing, uh, and I guess this happens, but more so this week, uh, and, and I do this a lot. You know, I get to typing, and I, I miss a letter, especially on an Internet search. Well, this people have been kind of missing this uh, this thing when it comes to internet searches. So internet searches for this thing have like skyrocketed this week. We have that. I do want to mention this uh, really quick, according to Fox News and various news uh, outlets. Uh, apparently, the U.S. Air Force launched an unarmed Minuteman three intercontinental ballistic missile test from California in a show of nuclear uh, readiness. This happened uh, last night, so this would have been right about midnight our time. This happened at Vandenberg Space uh, Force Base in California. They announced watched many of those as a kid. Yeah, uh, it was routine activity. Uh, but I agree with listener Sandy, who says, uh, it, it reminds me of this. I remember one time when I was in high school, and I got my rear end kicked by some dude. And then he uh, he got, he got left. He walked away. And then later it was like, yeah, that's what you get. That's me. This dude just kicked my... And I'm like, look at me, man. I, I told him. That's what the United States, that's what Joe is doing here. We got, we got embarrassed on a worldwide level. By by not only not taking action on the Chinese balloon, but then saying in the in in the State of the uh, Union address, and look at what we did to China. That's the high school me that got my butt kicked. Now it's gone, and now trying to flex your muscles. It's just, it's crazy. You know that that's it is interesting, and that is something we're going to continue to uh, to to watch because I know Blaine Ludkemeyer feels very strongly about it as well. Um, you were talking about the Super Bowl a few moments ago and some other things, and there's a piece of news that has come out that has not gotten a whole lot of coverage that I think is huge for people in Missouri and specifically St. Louis. But Don Coriel, who coached Jim Hart and the Cardiac Cardinals, Cardiac has been Hart. elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This took way too long. For young fans, they, they think all of a sudden now people have always thrown the football. He started that. It was the air raid, basically, offense, and it was him that did it. He should have been in a long time ago. Jim Hart should be in the Hall of Fame as well. And Dan Fouts, to his credit, Dan Fouts and Roger Staubach both said for a long time Coriel should be in. But for you and I are the same age, and, of course, John will remember it. When the Cardinals would play the Cowboys at Bush Stadium, there was nothing bigger than those games. I mean, it was the fans showed up, and it was just a true treat to see them. And he had a, a, a coach named Joe Gibbs, a coach with him, who uh, was interviewed for the Mizzou job uh, before Warren Powers got it. So his Man, coach, the guy I think about from that era, wide receiver, Mel Gray. Mel Gray and also Terry Metcalf. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, O.J. Anderson. Yeah, he came in 79. He would have just missed Coriel by, but he was right there. But incredible. And that was great. 
Deardorff was there and Conrad Dobler um, mm-hmm. and, and just a lot of it. Mel Gray at, at Mizzou. But uh, unfortunately for Coriel, he's dead. He's 80, He was 85 years old and he's, his family will get to enjoy it, but he he's in heaven enjoying it. It's a shame. I always have said elect these people when they're still alive. That's Amen. my opinion. Uh, by the way, former Mizzou star Nick Bolton, uh, Chiefs captain for the Super Bowl, coming yeah, up is. on Sunday. Welcome to the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Brian Housworth, John Marsh, producer Hannah. My name is Brandon Rathard. 835. We're picking winners and losers of the week. Get your nominations into us now. Well, you don't even have to nominate them. You pick them. The more local or the more better. Want to bring in cousin Andy? Andy Humphrey hosts a sports uh, sports show on KTGR afternoons four to six, and all around delightful uh, dude. Incidentally, he's got some interesting stories as it relates to the Super Bowl. But a- Andy, newly married, uh, gonna be a papa soon too, which I think is just amazing. And Andy, I want to see how you guys are doing it. We're talking about Hannah brought this up: wedding showers, baby showers. Why is it dudes don't go to the wedding shower? But even more importantly, how come dudes don't go to baby showers? And Hannah, I think, brings up a really good point. Uh, I'm just as much at fault as she is. I should be at this thing, too. How are you and your uh, wife handling this? I mean, at least for now, I think I'm invited to all the baby showers. They might be hiding something from me. I don't know. I, I will say I was not invited to one of the... Uh, the, the wedding showers that we had, well, actually two of them. Uh, I think I only went to one. So, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. I do think the baby showers should be more, um, involved with both, uh, partners in the couple. So I, I do think that makes a lot more sense because they're both in it together. And honestly, it should be that way for the wedding shower. But I know sometimes they, they call it the bridal shower. So they'll, uh, They'll go with, with her a little bit more, but I mean, yeah, I, I as far as I know, I'm not getting jilted out of uh, one of these baby showers that we have coming up. That's what I would say, baby. I was there for the conception. I want to be there for the party too. Andy Humphrey, host sports <laughs> show weekday afternoons four to six on our sports station KTGR. One uh, or two things you're finding most interesting as we get into the Super Bowl weekend. I mean, it's going to be a pretty evenly matched game. I can't really remember um, the last time we had a Super Bowl where so many folks, it's about 50-50 when you ask, when you take a straw poll of who you think is going to win in the national, um, I guess, uh, sphere when it comes to the talking heads and and who they think has the edge over the other. I don't, I don't think either team has a very clear edge over the other. They're both got uh, really great quarterbacks that were both up for the MVP award last night. Of course, Patrick Mahomes won it. Uh, so you have a marquee quarterback matchup. You have a couple of defenses that uh, I mean, the, the Eagles defense has been phenomenal all season long. The Chiefs have had some really good plays. They've had some good moments. They've just had a lot of youth that needed to catch up to playing the speed of the NFL. And then, I mean, the, the wide receivers on, on either side have really stepped up their game, too. So I, I just think that if the Chiefs are better at something, the, the Eagles have something to counteract it. And and then you just wonder how each edge is going to be exploited uh, in a game like this. And that's why folks are kind of going back and forth on who they're actually backing here. 
I'm wondering, too, with Patrick Mahomes and the timing of the NFL uh, awards being named MVP and the guy who came in second is going to be on the other side, Jalen Hurts there. But I'm trying to liken it like like this. Let's say you and I are up for a Missouri State Broadcasters Award for Best Show. And let's say uh, uh, you win. And then a couple days later, you and I got to get together. And I'm wondering, if I'm Jalen Hurts, if I didn't win the NFL MVP, if you won for show of the year, which, by the way, Andy has won that award. That's a real thing. Uh, I'm wondering, does that mean, have I already rolled over a little bit? Like, man, I've been I've been bettered by Andy Humphrey. Or is that making me try harder going, you know what? Okay, you won that award, but I'm going to win the real thing. What do you think? I mean, it, it could be it could be something that Jalen Hurts is thinking about. I'm sure. And the thing is, you don't have to. When you get to this stage, especially for an NFL player like Jalen Hurts, who's had to overcome a, a ton of adversity, and uh, there have been a lot of folks that have doubted him along the way. He, for him, I, I think he's kind of used to this. He, he's like, oh well, of course I didn't get you know. MVP award. This is a guy that also finished second in the Heisman voting when he was just coming out of college too. So I mean, it's not the first time that he just missed out on um, on an award like that. And the other thing is that sure, it can give you extra motivation. It probably does give Jalen Hurts a little bit of extra motivation. I, I think he was motivated enough, though. I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Everybody is just as motivated to make sure that they get their job done, uh, whether they're winning awards or not. I mean, it, it's almost funny to see how these types of players treat that award show because, again, it's it's interesting timing. It's right before the uh, the championship game, and all these players are trying to focus on, on their individual jobs and what they're doing, and then all of a sudden they have to worry about who's, who's winning an award. Order or not. So they try to block that out as much as possible. So, I mean, there's an argument that Jalen Hurts doesn't care. Uh, he's yeah. motivated enough anyway to, to do well in the Super Bowl and win a championship. Which, incidentally, is always my take when I don't win an award. I don't care. I really didn't want to be up for it anyway on a first rig. Well, I don't, I'm just like, I, I don't care. And to me, the award, it doesn't uh, mean anything. And if that's Jalen's thing, might be interesting mindset. Also this, before we let you go, I'm not a big fan of first, but I do think it is worth noting. It's going to be an all-women uh, crew who are going to be for, uh, performing this year's flyover at the Super Bowl. That's something we are going to be seeing. I think the other thing that I'm really interested in is the Super Bowl Arizona Fox. They're going to be an airing uh, airing a commercial for Gutfield. Uh, Greg Gutfield has a late night talk show on the Fox News Channel, and it's like Kimmel and Colbert, but it's funny, and he's getting better ratings actually. And what's remarkable remarkable about that? He's on a cable outlet, but Fox, which really has little relation to Fox News Channel, Fox is going to be they're airing commercials for Gutfeld's late night show and I think that's important because you're going to have 100 million people watching the game going oh what's this Gutfeld show about and they'll be able to go and maybe they'll watch it and kind of see things from a different point of view especially younger generation and final thought before I let you go Andy one of our listeners as we were talking about um, uh, bridal showers wedding showers I want you to take this little piece of info to your wife and then next time we see each other I want to know what your reaction is or what, what her reaction was. But apparently, right. I don't know if it's true or not, but bridal showers used to be the opportunity for grown married women to teach and fill in the new bride on how to be a good wife. They tell the secrets 
That is why men have not been invited to bridal showers, because it's married women telling a new bride-to-be how to be a good wife. Drop that piece of history on your wife and let us know how it goes, okay? I'm a little bit scared now to do this. I mean, uh, all right, sure, if you say so. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the info probably does check out. I mean, the, that one bridal shower that I was not invited to, I was, they, they allowed me to come in afterwards and, you know, load up all the gifts and do all the heavy lifting. So that's, that's how it worked out. That's right. Men, men, we do stereotypically still have a role at bridal showers. Andy Humphrey, afternoon uh, host on our sports station, KTGR. Always appreciate when you come and hang out with us, bud. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Twist that only Stephanie Bell can give you. She's back on. Uh, she's back here on Monday. Stocks opening up lower this morning. And I don't know where. There's a couple of things here. And I want to start with here because as much as we like to say, you know, you never tell a loved one I told you. So it's just not something that you, uh, uh, that you do. Uh, but, and this doesn't relate to a loved one. When we were talking about COVID unemployment claims during the government pandemic that started in 2020, and they said, we're just going to we're gonna hand out all this money and it's going to be easy to get. Uh, and there was a lot of concern, and rightfully so, and we're seeing it happening now, told you so, um, about the amount of fraud as easy as they were making it. Because, and again, you go back to, this was not a COVID pandemic. This was a pandemic of the government. We got to do this. We're going to take away your freedom of choice. Here's the info. And yeah, this stuff could be bad for you, but we're going to take away your right to make your own choices. We saw it locally, especially in the city of Columbia and what those people did to businesses, government officials, incredibly disheartening. So it was a, it was a pandemic of the government. It was not a, it was not a, a COVID pandemic. The government ruined this stuff. Oh, let's take some money and throw some money at the problem that we created. And there was a bunch of us smart people that are going, you know, as easily and as quickly as you're doing this, you're, you're going to waste a whole lot of my taxpayer dollars, by the way, uh, because of fraud and all that uh, payoff. Feds wasted almost. 200 billion with a b almost 200 billion dollars on fake claims hundreds of billion dollars in emergency unemployment benefits paid out during the pandemic uh lost to fraudsters and we've seen even besides the unemployment stuff john we've seen some pretty significant stories locally about diana eldon yeah uh we've seen it all over the place there was a guy i think in callaway county earlier this week uh and it apparently the ease with which these people stole your taxpayer dollars after a lot of us said, hey, wait a minute, you know, you're making this awfully easy for fraud to be committed. It was a Kingdom City business owner this week, pled guilty to uh, $673,000 in CARES Act fraud. And I bring this up because these are the, the, the we warn, say, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and progressive, nah, don't worry, it's not going to happen. It happened. It is happening. And I'm liking it to education. Uh, people say, well, if you if you do this, uh, this is going to happen. No, that won't happen in education. <laughs> it is. It really is happening. So if you're a new listener to talk radio, you're a regretful Biden voter, uh, or you're, uh, uh, you're a regretful if you voted for any Democrat and you're regretful about it, we welcome you here. And that's what we try to do, explain how these things work. So I want you to know these, these aren't, uh, I think the phrase they like to use, these aren't conservative talking points. These are real 
things, and we see that. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It's for healthy young bodies. Protein with every meal, a carb with every meal, fruit and vegetable. We never got vegetables <laughs> growing up. I never ate a single vegetable. Yes, you did. You ate green beans, you ate corn. We ate Giorgio's oven fresh pizza every single night. The hamburger helper sometimes. Bagel bites? What's on a bagel bite? What's that red stuff? Sauce. Salt. Uh, what's the sauce made from? Sodium. It's high fructose corn syrup. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it I guarantee there's high fructose corn syrup. It's a vegetable sauce. Somebody pull up the nutritional ingredients of bagel bites. It's high fructose corn syrup. You may have me on bagel bites, sir. Uh, so that was Tra- Travis and Jason, Kelsey. They do a little show together, and they're hanging out with their dad. And what was the? What were they doing there? So Jason and Travis just asked their dad, you know, what's the secret to growing NFL players? They grew two of them, so they must know what they're doing. And I think it's such a dad answer to be like, oh, yeah, you got <laughs> the best of the best. And his sons immediately called him out on it. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's uh, BS. He does. They did bring up a good question. What are those little red things on bagel bites? I guess it's supposed to be like minced pepperoni or something. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the show. Feel Good Friday edition of Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather. That is producer Hannah. Brian Halsworth uh, is here. There is John Marsh. We're going to get into winners and losers of the week. 874-9390 if you have somebody that you want to. And I always like the locals. I love Whenever uh, we can do local winners and mm-hmm. losers, I want to share this. We've been talking about um, baby showers, and why is uh, why have we never thought about how come dudes don't go to baby showers? We were there for the conception. We should be there for the baby shower. Uh, and apparently, they're saying daddy, uh, daddy diaper uh, days or something. Yeah, we've had two different wake up family members message us about daddy diaper days, including Derek. He says I had a good friend, wife was pregnant at the as the same time as my wife was, so we had a daddy diaper party and invited all of our friends. So here's what we did: bought a keg, smoked some pork and hot wings, and shot ski. <laughs> <laughs> that that I, I would say, uh, yeah, man. That's how it's done. And now for nominees for the winners and losers of the week. Winners and losers of the week. We try, and we usually, I think we succeed. Every feel-good Friday, this time, we like to pick winners and losers of the week and preface it with saying that there's some obvious uh, losers when you had a shocking, a shocking State of the Union uh, this past week. And usually we stay away from that stuff. (laughs) because It's just too easy. And because we're all losers after that one. (laughs) It's just too easy. Um, but I, I want to mention probably the most startling comment was from from Joe's State of the Union. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. And we did. Yeah. Uh, just stunning. Mm. Stunning. Howsworth, winners, losers. Uh, I've got two winners. Uh, I am going to nominate Steve Hauser. Steve Hauser from U.S. Rensit. We had the interview, and and what a job he's done to clean up the U.S. Rensit after a very bad fire that could have been very, very bad with those helium tanks, as we learned. But the work he does with the Special Learning Center for those children there is amazing. And the other group that I want to throw out uh, and mention and give them a shout-out is MU Health. They are doing a heart health event tomorrow here in Columbia. I encourage everyone to go free screening 7 to 10 at the ARC. Anyone in mid-Missouri can go. My mother had a stroke. And let me tell you, you don't want that to happen. You do not want that to happen. Please take time to do that. And it only takes five 
10, 15 minutes, please do that. 7 to 10 tomorrow at the Ark. It is free. MU Healthcare is paying for all of that. Another big event happening tomorrow. John and I are going to be at this. What's happening tomorrow, John? Navy Club Ship 5's chili cook-off for a camp quality. The camp for sick kids at the lake. We'll be at Jefferson City's American Legion tomorrow with Hal Dooley doing his KWS Saturday morning show. And we're going to try and raise some funds for camp quality. And it's open to the public. Come join us. John and I will be there. Uh, I'll be there. I'll try to be there by 8. I will be coming back from Springfield, Missouri. I will be there for this. I wouldn't pencil him in for 8 o'clock. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to Springfield. So, by the way, if, if uh, you're anybody here in mid-Missouri that's going to be at the statewide Lincoln Days, pretty big events. Like the one that Stephanie and I went to last year, Josh was there, and that's when Senator Hawley endorsed Congresswoman Vicki Hall. Uh, uh, Hartzler. Hartzler. I almost said Vicki Hawley. Vicki Hartzler <laughs> for Senate. So these are impactful things as it relates to state politics. If you're going to be there, uh, make sure you come out. Short, bald guy uh, with a blueberry-colored jacket. I don't know how else to explain that I'll be there. And then and then I'll be at the John and I. going to be hanging out at the big old chili cook-off. Marsh, winners, losers. By the way, I have... I have uh, Nancy Mace in one. I never thought this one uh, woman, I, I, I never thought she would land on my list of winners of the week, but I have evolved for a short period of time after something she did this week. Who do you have for winners and losers of the week? Well, we talked to Senator, new Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman the other day and talked to us uh, at length about how she's trying to work on the, the parental choice where parents can send their kids, either public or parochial schools. But she also put a bill out there to eliminate the 1% sales tax of groceries. So hopefully that happens, and we'll give her props on that one. One other one, how about the Air Force F-22 pilot who got to paint a little picture of a balloon on his aircraft after going Fox 2 on that on the balloon, shooting it down. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh so I'm, gonna, uh, I'm picking Nancy Mace, Republican uh, from Representative Nancy Mace. She's a Republican from South Carolina, questioning Twitter executives this week over their censorship of news stories that the progressives did not find agreeable to them. So my first question this morning of Ms. Gaddy, may I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor? Yeah, so you get the point. She was wow. questioning Vijaya wow. uh, Gaddy, who is with uh, Twitter. Uh, it's a, it's a good. What was her name? Vijaya Gaddy. She used to. I think she still does work with Twitter, but she. Uh, it was a very powerful question. I'm also, I'm also picking uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I know you're laughing. I know. And listen, right. and I get it. A lot of people like her. I got questioned. I got peppered sure. with questions. How come you don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene? She's too weird. She's she's bad for the Republican Party. She really is. And I get it. If you disagree, it's cool. We can talk about it. Sure. But it, she's she's a bigger problem, I think, than she is of a help to the party as a whole. We got to get rid of that weirdness. But I will say this. Man, what she did in the State of the Union, and I'm somebody I believe in decorum. I don't care mm -hmm. if I don't like your politics. Um, I, I, I'm not going to go and shout you down while you're addressing the nation. I'm not going to do it. But what she did during the State of the Union this week, uh, I agreed with it. It was proper. It was right. Because when you tell the massive amount of lies, not talking points, lies that were proved to be lies by CNN, USA Today, and PolitiFact Fact Checks, those were lies when they go unabated when you're on national TV. Marjorie Taylor Greene was right to do that. 
Um, and I applaud her. I applaud her for that. Um, and I applaud Houseworth for disagreeing with me on that. No, no, no. And, 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 and no, no. I, I'm not disagreeing because and, and, I stay out of the political thing. But I, my point is, and I know what you're saying, because there was a lot of stuff and some of it has been proven that some of the things he said was not true. I still think the best thing to do is do it afterwards. But the problem is a lot of them, ABC talked for 10 minutes, the talking heads on TV. People probably turned the TV off. They didn't see Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I think that Republican response or Democrat response needs to be immediately afterwards. Hmm. And then they can do their talking. That's just me. But no, I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, they were just in the... They t were telling me stuff I had already just heard, um, you know, so I, I don't understand that. But I still think I'm, I'm big on civility, but I certainly, you know, when they you want to make a point, mm -hmm. I think the response should be right afterwards, set it up and let them talk and then come back and do the analysis. I'm begging you for winner of the week. The Republican response should air immediately instead of watching the president glad hand for 10 minutes, whoever the president is, instead of watching them shake hands and everybody cheer for 10 minutes, immediately go to the Republican response. I like that. Or in, in and I'd be even fine, whoever the president is, as soon as the president walks out, because they probably want to show that because there could be things that happen or whatever. But still, even after he was out of the chamber, they kept talking. It's it, it just they kept going on and. And, you know, people are going to tune out and wonder who it is. But it, I remember when uh, when um, uh, Bush, President Bush, was the president. And it took forever for them to get to Tom Foley. And I've said the same thing. That's been 30 years ago. Hannah, winners, losers. Uh, my winner of the week is 12-year-old Gavin. He lives in the St. Louis area. And he has a nervous system disorder. Mm. And because of that, he gets to be one of the Make-A-Wish kids. Um, he is getting to go to the Super Bowl right. and hang out at some of the, you know, NFL parties. He gets to walk the red carpet, get to go to a lot of, you know, behind the scenes tours of the stadium. And he is one of 16 kids from across the country who are having their wishes granted oh. through Make-A-Wish for this Super Bowl. So I think that's really cool. That is cool. Awesome. That's true. I'm nominating Fantastic. a kid for winner of the week, too. Versailles, latest school district in mid-Missouri to go to a four-day uh, work, four-day work week, four-day school <laughs> week. Uh, and I'm down with six-year-old Brody. Um, I'm Brody, and this is for the government, and I'm protesting. And I want three days off of school. I've been tired of school lately, and I've been dreaming for three days off. Two days is not enough. I need three days off. I need time to just play and stay home and do whatever I want outside. Amen, brother. That's awesome. <laughs> we feel you. And what six-year-old Brody is saying is something I think that we as adults can all relate to. He's saying, I need more time to go outside and play and do what I want to do. In adult speak, he's saying, I need more time to check out and get my head straight and decompress from the professional life. That's right. Amen, Brody. Coming up, uh, leftovers, which will probably consist of some more winners and losers of the week. And then we're in for a real treat. It's the Gary Nolan Show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. One of the things that skyrocketed this week when it comes to Internet searches, and apparently this is a thing every year, but this year even more so than usual, and you probably get this. Sometimes, you know, when you're typing stuff, you mistype something. I do it especially in texts where I, I might say, hey, <laughs> that was a nice pick. 
Thanks. Somebody sends me a picture. I'm like, nice pick. And if I misspell the pick, I get a letter wrong. The text comes out way wrong, man. Well, and here in the studio, you and I kind of have on the TV screens, it's like an instant messaging system, right? And when you try to type while you're also doing a radio show, I ha- it's like a foreign language. I have to sit here and try to decipher what the hell you're trying to tell me. And you're very good at it. Hannah, uh, producer Hannah and I, simpatico, man. Just, Sometimes, uh, though, I have to look at you and go, I have no idea what that said. Try again. <laughs> what does Z-H-R-E-A-N-Z spell? Uh, yeah, is Yeah, that's exactly what it spells. One of the things I wanted to mention, uh, internet searches for this skyrocketed this week because of typos. Superb Owl. Awesome. <laughs> Su- <laughs> yeah. Superb Owl. Leftovers. I've got just some more winners and losers, I think. Um, actually, I've got a couple of winners before we get into Gary Nolan's show. Anything for Leftovers, Marsh? Yes, your St. Louis Blues hockey sweater with the big 91 on the back of it yeah. just became a collector's item. Because the Blues have traded Vladdy Tarasenko and Nico Mikola to the Rangers. Yeah, and that was... Tarasenko? Yeah, Vladdy yep. Tarasenko going. And what's, what's really key about that is even the casual hockey fans several years ago all of a sudden became hockey fans because the St. Louis Blues, of course, winning uh, their first and only first the ever. cup. Yeah, the cup. And Vladimir Tarasenko, kind of one of the, the, the final holdovers from that era. Uh, I want to, before I... I I'm going to nominate a, 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 a relative of mine for winner of the week. But my other winner of the week, children of the 70s and 80s, for not canceling Mr. Rogers. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl. Can you imagine, (laughs) on public TV, no less, if that were to happen today? Unless you're an AAU swimmer, and we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so, kudos. If you're a child of the 70s or 80s, I am calling you a winner of the week for not canceling Mr. Rogers back in the uh, back in the day. And I also want to nominate, I don't, what do they say as a point of privilege? This isn't a point of privilege. Uh, it, it's, it happens to be a relative, but he's a young kid. He's 20 years old. Uh, and he goes to a, a local um, college. Um, it, it's, it's not Mizzou. Uh, but in fairness, because the story I'm about to tell you is pretty stark, uh, and so I don't want to mention the college. I feel like I'd be calling them out, but these things we hear about this stuff is real when it comes to this disgusting wokeness on a lot of campuses. He's 20 years old, having lunch with him, and freshman. He's from Silex, Missouri. His kid couldn't be more buried from any suburban area than Silex, Missouri. Farm kid. One of the first classes he has to take. By the way, a military officer candidate's already done his basic training. Super kid. One of the things he has to take is a sexual ethics classic. Basically, is what they do is they teach you about pronouns. What they don't teach is how BS it is, and it's it's a lie. It's like here on the show, I joke, I want to be identified as the boss, but nobody calls me the boss. You know why? Because I'm not the boss. This was so foreign to my nephew. Anyhow. When it came time for finals uh, last month or back in December, they deducted points from his test because he refused to put his pronoun down. He says, I'm Donovan. You know who the hell I am. You know I'm a dude. But then it gets even better. 
uh, as his his mom is law enforcement. He's military. Both of his parents are veterans. His grandfather, his grandmother, veterans. And he's got a flag hanging in the windowsill of his dorm so everybody can see it. It's a United States flag with back the blue uh, and, and back the military. He gets a knock in his dorm room. It's security. And they ask him to step outside. He says, what's the problem? I said, we're going to need you to take your flag down. He said, how come? He said, because it's bothering students. And he said, my support of the military, my support of the country, my support of law enforcement is bothering students. They said, yes. He says, I'm not taking it down. Called to the president's office, the president of this school. And here's what the president told him. Said, you need to take it down. 